0: Hello and welcome to this podcast edition of Scripps 5 Must Know Things, this time for the Business Week ended 19th February 2021. This is Ian Haydock. This time we have a resolution in a long-running patent dispute, expansion of coronavirus vaccine production, drug development trends over the past decade, haematological malignancies in the clinical trial, and the last instalment in the Script Asks series. Regeneron is the victor in a long-running US dispute with Amgen over patents pertaining to antibody therapies targeting PCSK9 for the reduction of LDL cholesterol in the treatment of hypercholesterolemia. Regeneron and its partner Sanofi continue the commercial battle for market share, however, with Amgen's PCSK9 inhibitor Ripatha, which is Evolocumab, generating hundreds of millions of dollars more in global sales than their product, Praluent, which is Alaracumab. Regeneron announced on 11 February that the US Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit upheld a US District Court for the District of Delaware, August 29 decision that invalidated two Amgen patents related to anti-PCSK9 antibodies. The Federal Circuit decision, which agreed with the lower courts and with Regeneron that the patents were too broad, means that all five of Amgen's patent claims relevant to Preluent are invalidated. Mandy Jackson writes that Amgen initiated the long-running patent dispute in 2014 and sought an injunction to stop the manufacturer, use and sale of Preluent as long as the product, which is sold in the US by Regeneron and outside the US by Sanofi, infringed its PCSK9 antibody patents. The litigation went through two district court jury trials and moved back and forth between the Delaware Court and Federal Circuit before the Appellate Court finally ruled in Regeneron's favour. Regeneron noted that Preluent was developed with its proprietary technology and the Federal Circuit decision validates the company's stance that Amgen has no claim to Preluent, helping to provide closure on this matter, the company said. I'm Jen told Scripp that it is disappointed with the Federal Circuit's decision. The EU has agreed major expansions of its deals with the COVID-19 vaccine makers Pfizer and BioNTech and Moderna, adding a further 350 million vaccine doses to its confirmed orders. These follow similar moves from the US government, which agreed to buy an extra 100 million doses from both companies in the week prior. The new deals announced by Brussels on 17 February reflect a determination by the European Commission to not get left behind again on COVID-19 vaccine procurement after having trailed the US and UK on signing deals in 2020. Andrew McConaughey reports that for Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna the agreements show the two mRNA-based products extending their market lead even as regulators in the US and EU look set to grant emergency authorizations for two further COVID-19 vaccines. The regulators will assess the J&J and Novavax candidates in the next few weeks and the authorisations will release millions more doses to patients. The European Commission has sealed a new agreement to purchase a further 150 million doses of mRNA-1273 from Moderna this year, with an option to buy a further 150 million in 2022. That brings the confirmed order commitment to 310 million doses for delivery in 2021. The expanded Pfizer deal is even bigger. The European Commission is adding 200 million extra doses of Comirnaty to its order for 2021, bringing that deal to 500 million doses. A new infographic analysis from Bio, Informa Pharma Intelligence and QLS looks at clinical drug development activity over the past decade, looking at the most and least successful areas. The analysis from Mary Jo Laffler used data from Informa Pharma Intelligence's Biomed BiomedTracker, TrialTrove and Pharma Premier databases, and analysts teamed up with Bio and QLS to review clinical and regulator phase transitions from the last decade. Among the main findings was that the highest probability of phase 3 success is in haematology at around 77%, and that generally new molecular entities had a lower probability of approval from phase 1 than either biologics or vaccines. The infographic is packed with trends and data too extensive to detail here, so please do check out the full article. The exact cause of two cases of haematological malignancies that developed in patients taking part in Bluebird Bio's Phase 1-2 study of lentiglobin in sickle cell disease, or SCSD, remains unclear, although the ramifications could affect not just commercialization of this gene therapy, but the lentiviral vector platform overall, as well as the company's plans to spin off its oncology business and remain focused on gene therapy. Cambridge, Massachusetts-based Bluebird said on 16 February that last week it had received reports that a patient taking part in the study, which was named HGB206, had developed acute myeloid leukaemia, while another had developed myelodysplastic syndrome. The company temporarily suspended HGB206 along with the Phase 3 HGB210 study of lentiglobin in SCD and it additionally suspended marketing of Zinteglo, which is beti-beglogene autotem cell, for transfusion-dependent beta-thalassemia, which, despite not having reported any hematological malignancies, is manufactured with the same lentiviral vector used for lentiglobin, BB305. Alec de Arment's article notes that Bluebird said it is investigating the cases with parallel assessments likely to take days or weeks. The company noted that the reported cases are distinct from the case of MDS that it disclosed in 2018 and ultimately determined was unrelated to the therapy. In order to determine if there is any relationship between this case of AML and the use of BB305 lentiviral vector to manufacture lentiglobin, our scientific and medical teams have launched a full investigation To better understand the cause and origin of the AML, CEO Nick Leshly said on a same-day call with analysts, adding that the MDS case is also being investigated. Finally, in our fifth and final instalment of Scrip Asks, what does 2021 hold for biopharma? Executives from companies large and small share their expectations around the business environment for the coming year. Industry leaders and experts envisage positive change in the biopharma sector over the coming year, fuelled by advances in science and data processing. The application of artificial intelligence will improve and make more efficient activities across the business continuum, from drug discovery to manufacturing, while genomics will offer even more fruitful avenues for the development of much-needed therapeutics. Last year was strong for both financing and deal-making, reflecting the global investment in life sciences in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the continuation of the positive trend for those developing cutting-edge technologies in fields such as immunocology and gene therapy. The consensus opinion is that the funds will continue to flow in 2021 and that the appetite for deal-making will not abate. Some observers have wondered how Democratic President Joe Biden's new administration would address the thorny question of drug pricing in the US, although there was a feeling that this would not be tackled while the country remained in the grip of the pandemic crisis. And again, there is a huge range of views and opinions from people across the industry, so please do check out the full article, which also has infographics. That's all for this week. Many thanks for listening and just a reminder that we are now on Spotify as well under the new Informer Pharma Intelligence channel. Bye for now.